Welcome to the Call to Build podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Morgan Jackson, and here we're going to be discussing how to build the kingdom of God, tell people about Jesus, and love the world through the way God has made each of us individually unique to build His kingdom. We cannot do this without you. Let's get building. Hey everybody, welcome back to Call to Build. Before we begin, I just want to read a review that one of you left on the podcast. And this is from Laura Hicks. She says, Call to Build is exactly what I needed right now. Ashley's way of sharing biblical truth is refreshing. I feel like I'm sitting across the kitchen table from her saying me too throughout the podcast. It's not a self-help rah-rah chat. It's a heart-to-heart pointing us back to God and his plan, chat with a sister. And I just want to say thank you so much, Laura. That is basically the desire of my heart. And I am so thankful when you guys rate and review the podcast. It really does help get it out to other people. And really, this is a journey about us going and following the Lord together. And so it's not about me. I'm just thankful that I get to be a part of it in any way. And I really pray that this is something that God continues to use in your lives. So leave a review and I might read it on the next podcast. This is episode five, all about our identity. And if it's true that we learn by repetition, then let me tell you something that this topic has to be something that is deeply ingrained in me at this point because for whatever reason I have had to re-record and re-record and re-record this episode for a million different purposes and if I'm honest I have to say I really think that the Lord is really speaking to me about identity and the difference between who we think we should be and who God says we are and letting go of one and embracing the other and letting God be God after all. One thing that I've always wrestled with is this idea, and I know it's common to most women, if not all people, is that I feel like most of the time I'm either so far from not enough or I'm way, way too much. And if either or or of those, even though I know that I'm not enough in so many ways, I tend to get frustrated over the fact that I am too emotional, I am too intense, I'm too passionate, I'm too interested in things that other people think are weird or over the top. So I shame myself over those things a lot and I don't do things that I know that I feel that I should because I'm afraid of myself, really, to be honest. So the title of this episode is Identity. The Lord knew who he was getting when he chose you. And he knew what he was getting when he chose me. And he doesn't make mistakes with our personality. We can all sin. Yeah, we can fall short. We can make choices that are not right and use our personality in an unredeemed kind of way. But at the end of the day, God knew who he was getting with our flaws and all, with our personalities and quirks and proclivities to behave in certain ways or even the things that, you know, we have been wounded by and 
we act out of those things and we don't even know that we're doing it half the time until he reveals it to us and he still has to remind us that he chose us exactly how we are but he wants to not leave us in that place i say this all the time maybe even too much but i love peter from the bible and i know you guys probably feel that way too if you're anything like me and i think it is because i wonder to myself how could god use someone as emotional over analytical or messed up as me and then i remember oh yeah well he used peter peter was chosen by jesus in mark 1 16 through 20. he sees them sitting there by the sea of galilee he says you are fishermen i will make you fishers of men and they immediately got up and followed him you have to wonder if any of peter's comrades or co-workers wanted to run up to jesus and give him a little disclaimer on this guy listen jesus just so you know you might want to rethink your choice there with simon he is a bit of a let's see loose cannon pretty bossy thinks he's way smarter than he is always speaks before he thinks and he's an overall flight risk and then i wonder what jesus response to that might have been maybe he wouldn't have said anything at all but just nodded his head turned around walked away and thought to himself perfect because jesus didn't choose peter because he was perfect but because he was willing he knew that this man had a heart that would be willing to surrender again and again to him and that's what he's looking for in us too not someone who always gets it right and never struggles but someone who after and when the struggling say lord i have nothing i'm giving this to you again but just to make ourselves feel a little bit better <laughs> we can look at all these different things that peter did throughout his time with jesus and see if we might find ourselves in, in amongst any of them he talks back to jesus he demands answers he leans on being overly spiritual I love the joke that goes, I am super spiritual until someone talks to me. <laughs> he missed the point even amidst good intentions. He wanted to prove his worth through his sacrifice. He was prideful. He acts before he thinks. He easily gave into temptation. He compared himself to others and he thought he knew better than Jesus. If you want references for all of those things, you can go to my blog, ashleymorganjackson.com slash podcast, and you'll find this in the show notes, episode five. I don't know about you, but I can see myself in every single one of those things. Things that I've often wondered, don't these disqualify me? But we know something else about this man. His name wasn't always Peter. He was Simon when Jesus called him, and then he changed his name. Jesus knew who Peter really was. It wasn't how he acted or even how he was going to act, but Jesus knew who he had made him to be. And we might still find ourselves acting like Simon, but Jesus is calling us to Peter. Jesus knew all these things were going to happen with Peter and that he would make mistakes and even deny him. And he still chose him, flaws and all. God isn't surprised by our struggles, by our insecurities. 
He chose us knowing it all. He chose you knowing all the things that you wish weren't a part of you, that I wish were not a part of me, especially overthinking and analyzing to my own detriment, the parts that we wonder if we'll ever be free from. He chose us knowing who we were, but he refuses to leave us there. He knows our new name, our true self. The world though, or the enemy, or even our own flesh and those wounds from our past will pull at us to constantly stay who we are now. But Jesus is calling us higher to become all that he intends us to be. In John 13, Jesus is telling them that he has to wash their feet. And Peter, being his extreme self, does not want Jesus to do such a thing. I mean, it is kind of an awkward situation. And that was something that they did in their custom regularly. But to have someone of higher authority washing someone of lower authority's feet was just not done. But Jesus tells Peter that he must He says to Peter and he says to us all, what I do now, you don't understand, but you will later. Peter's response sounds something like I might find myself saying, no, Lord, that's not the way I want it to go. You can't do it that way. It doesn't seem right. He says, never shall you wash my feet. But Jesus persists and he says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Jesus knew all that he was going to have to suffer and that this man, his friend, his follower and disciple had no clue of his own weaknesses and that he would betray him only moments later. And yet there he was willing to get down to the dirtiest part of Peter and wash him clean. He knows how often we fail and yet He's still serving us and loving us far beyond what we deserve. He's willing to get down to our dirtiest parts and wash us clean. This washing was symbolic. We can't earn our place in Christ and we can't give ourselves our identity either. By doing all the right things or saying the right things, it's only by allowing the King of Glory to come in and give it to us and wash us clean. The commentary from Barnes says this about this portion of scripture. It says essentially that Jesus was saying, unless my doctrine and spirit shall purify you and remove your pride, your lack of constant watchfulness, your anger, your timidity, and your fear, you can't have any part in me. We have to surrender to his washing to find who we are. Otherwise, we have nothing in common with him. When we are washed by him, however, we become possessed by what matters to him, interested in his work, and participate in his glory. Almost immediately after this conversation, Jesus continues on with Peter, as documented in Luke 22, 31 and 32. And it's with great sadness that he tells Peter, still calling him by his present name, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you've turned back, strengthen your brothers. He not only had to be washed by Jesus, he was also going to be allowed to be sifted by the enemy. And we find ourselves in these 
awkward situations, these painful situations, and it's a struggle. But all of this is part of what God must do. It's about Jesus giving us that new name, an identity that is no longer chained to our lack, but setting us free in his power. If you see this other example of a new name, which was very common in the Old Testament especially, but we see that with Saul to Paul, it's a change in identity. And when Jacob was going throughout his life, he was known as being a cheater and a trickster and a liar. And yet God still chose him as well. And we find him wrestling with the Lord and not letting go of him until he blesses him. And he wants to know the man's name that he's wrestling with. But what he comes out of it is that he is given a new name. And not just any name. This name that he's given will be the name that God's people are known for, for the rest of history, Israel. If this man can be used by God in that way, we can be used by God as well. And what came out of that wrestle? A new identity, but he walked with a limp. He was changed by that struggle, by that encounter. And sometimes that is what happens with us as well. We know with Peter that he went on to betray Jesus and weep over his grief and lack. Why did Jesus allow this to happen with Peter? Why does he allow it in our lives? I can only guess that it's because he has to allow us to understand where our strength ends even in our best intentions, and where his begins. We see later on that Peter and Jesus have this moment on the beach after Jesus is resurrected. I love the intimacy of their relationship. And if you read the Gospels back to back and focus on Peter and Jesus' relationship, you'll see this, and it's so beautiful. The story that I really love at the beginning of this is When Jesus initially called Peter, he did the miracle where he said, Hey, have you caught any fish? And they say, No. And he says, Throw your nets on the other side. And so they do. And they have so many fish, they can barely pull it in. And when Jesus sees these guys out on the boat, he says the same thing. And the exact same thing happens. And what Peter's response to that is, even after he had betrayed Jesus, was to jump off of the boat and swim to Jesus. Because that is the relationship that they had. It was more than about behaviors and mistakes. It was about love. And so when Jesus takes him aside to restore him, he doesn't reprimand him. He doesn't guilt him. But he asks him one question. Do you love me? And that's the only thing that really matters. Even when we fail and walk through cleansing and sifting, Jesus chose us because he knew what our answer would be in our hearts to him. Yes, when we love him, we we obey him. And his response to us and to Peter that day is feed my sheep. After Jesus' resurrection and the Holy Spirit came, 
Peter was never referred to as Simon again because he was made new. Do it for us too, Lord. Restore our hearts. Set us on fire for you and let us run wildly in love with you as we go to feed your sheep. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the Call to Build podcast. It would be so helpful if you would rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it and share it with your family and friends so that others can be encouraged in building the kingdom of God in their special and unique way. If you want to take a screenshot of your podcast app and put it up on Instagram stories, be sure to use hashtag call to build and I'm going to be shouting out others who are building God's kingdom. Thank you for being here. Now let's get building.